Welcome to the Wellness Pie Shop, where each episode we delve into a different slice of wellness in hopes of nourishing ourselves. With the help of special guests and a little of our own irreverent insight, we'll dive into some of the ingredients that make up the whole of Wellness Pie. We're your hosts, Dina Searden. And I'm Rachel Piaz. Thanks for joining us. Now grab a cup of tea, sit back and relax, and enjoy a piece of Wellness Pie. Welcome to this week's Wellness Pie Shop. Today on our show, we have Emma LaFleur. Emma, I'm really excited to have you here with us. And I'm also really excited because Samaya is guest hosting again. Yay, glad to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. Always bringing levity to our podcast, which is important. Emma is 16 years old. You're a high school student. I am. You are. Awesome. So as a high school student, tell us, you don't have a major yet, so we're not talking college. But what I do know about you, Emma, is that you've done a lot of theater and you've done that for a very long time. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Um, Well, I think it really all started, it wasn't my choice to start, actually. I was put into it at five years old because of my parents. Not, Not in a bad way. They just noticed me singing in preschool and creating songs and doing all this crazy stuff. So they were like, okay, we need to put this kid somewhere. She needs to be doing something instead of just running around the house singing songs and creating performances for them so they put me in musical theater and I found out that I really loved it I've just continued to do it and it makes me happy and I like I love the community that I've kind of fallen into and just creating friends from that I feel like I found my people wow that's really impressive at 16 yeah and almost 17 your birthday is coming up (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Just so the world knows, Emma and my <laughs> oldest son share a birthday, or rather he shares it with, with Emma. She turned seven the day he was born. <laughs> so what year are you in high school? I'm a junior. You're a junior. A senior. <laughs> and you're going to be going off to college or have you decided yet what you're doing? Yeah, I'm definitely planning on going to college. When we talk about values, do you know what we're talking about? I think in my head, I kind of define a value as something you find important for yourself and important for your growth, especially. So things that kind of help you along the way to find who you are and what you hold important. How long do you think you've known about values? Kind of defining it as a value, not very long, but I've had things that I feel are important to me. I just didn't really recognize that it was a value until maybe early teenage years. And the reason I ask you that question is I'm just really curious as to when we become cognizant of values themselves, because clearly when we did the podcast with my kids, <laughs> they define values as the actual cost of an item, yeah. right? And so they, they really struggled with defining even what my values were. I think Hayden said my value was my wallet. <laughs> yes. And your phone, I believe too. My phone. Yes. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, that's great. At what point did you decide that certain things were important to you, like these values? At what point did you decide you're like, that's something that I feel strongly about or I believe in? But Yeah, I guess I kind of categorized it. I think of the broad topics of a value. So not like what Hayden said, like my phone is a value. I think of more broad things that I find important for my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just categorizing things that I find 
more important, less important. I think mainly through quarantine and having Mm -hmm. a lot more free time, I've had time to really delve and think about what's important to me and what I want to do. So, and I think it all kind of correlates with each other, what I want to do and what I value. It kind of connects. So the big question, (laughs) what are your values? What is it that is important to you? Well, I mean, obviously family, friends, I find those very important to me. I thought about it a little bit and I think something that really came to mind and I haven't been able to actually stop thinking about is I value passion. Being passionate about something or having something that you like to do or something that really occupies your time, I think is so important to me because I wouldn't want to be stuck doing something I don't like. That's why I kind of stuck with musical theater and have been hesitant to branch out um, because I I value it so much and I'm passionate about it. What would be the fear in branching out just out of curiosity? Mm -hmm. What is that about? Being out of my comfort zone, honestly. I have trouble getting out of my comfort zone and sticking. Even in musical theater, I don't I don't branch out into things that I don't normally do, like whether it's like singing wise or dancing wise, I don't branch out to characters or sing different genres that I'm a little uncomfortable with or haven't haven't practiced and worked on. So I think it, it's, it's the fear of maybe failing or recognizing I'm not good at it. <laughs> Passion is one that we haven't heard before. And I love that because it's clear that that drives so many of us. Mm-hmm. And I think Samaya could probably understand this as well. It's the passion that we have when we're younger, you know, it starts to dissipate. Yeah. And if you can hold on to that, just what a blessing that is to be able to really live your passion. And I envy you that right now because you're in that space where you're able to do that. You're able to just pursue what it is that you love and set aside those things that create fear or are uncomfortable right now. Yeah. I think having the awareness too of recognizing what you are passionate about, I think uh, shows such great insight on your part, um, especially for being 16 um, and really understanding that that's an important value that you want to maintain in your life. And I think if you can have that at 16, you can have that at 20 and 24 and 30, mm-hmm. because you're, you're very in tune with what you need in order to be happy. You know, I do. I find that so interesting. You're so young, but so insightful and it, it kind of makes me wonder, like, how, how are you so in tune with kind of what you need and what's important to you? I mean, again, I've had so much time to think about this now, whereas being physically in school and so busy, I didn't take time for myself. So it was hard to kind of take those two things apart. But now that I'm thinking about college, I have been deciding like, okay, I don't want to do this. It doesn't sound appealing to me. And I feel like it, whatever I want to do, if I work hard enough for it, I can do it. So staying kind of hopeful and passionate about things that maybe I want to do in college or even want to do later in life, it doesn't stop with the passion and it like continues with work and I'm not going to stop. Right. Cause clearly you can't be passionate all the time. <laughs> even <laughs> when you're doing things that you love, there are going to yeah. be days that are just like, Oh, you know, one of the things that you had said was at what's, what are values for you or are important to you or your friends and your family. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. I mean, family is so important. I mean, especially my parents, they, they encourage me to do stuff that I'm passionate about and keep my values near and dear to me. I mean, it's, it gives me like a safe space, both my family and my friends where I can truly express my feelings and myself and be myself. 
with around them and they'll openly accept me for who I am. I'm so jealous again. (laughs) (laughs) Now I know that you have an unusual family makeup. Um, Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, uh, I have two moms, so no fatherly figure male in the picture, which is honestly great. (laughs) I couldn't, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not upset about it at all one bit. And then I have a twin brother and sister. I mean, they're not my twin brother and sister, but they are twins and they're two years younger than me. So that's definitely something. (laughs) (laughs) So being the oldest with younger twin siblings, I imagine that took a lot of attention off of you when you, when they were, when you were all young, right? Yeah. I mean, not that I remember it too well, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I'd say just a little bit, but it, it also gave me room to, to find myself. I think while they were, you know, still learning the ways of the world, I was able to find what I wanted, like musical theater. And it, I think being older and knowing what I wanted helped them learn and know what they wanted. They, they dabbled in musical theater, you know, Brandon still does, Jody still does, but Brandon found what he likes. Jody's still searching, but that's okay. You know? Yeah. I just, it's so amazing to talk with someone. I mean, at 16, I had, I had no, <laughs> Seriously, the no only thing idea. that I had no idea. I, I loved to run and that's what I knew to do. And that was, wow. that was all I could do is when I was looking at college, it's okay. Who has a good track team? That was what oh, was important. Mm-hmm. But as far as career or what did I have a passion about career wise? Mm-hmm. No clue. I had no idea. So lost. I kind of think it's interesting that you have two moms. Do you think that's in- impacted your values or forced you to sort of think about values in a different way? And if so, how? I don't, I, I honestly, I don't know if it would change because mm-hmm. I've never had a different family makeup. That's so true. So it's always been this way. I mean, I haven't talked with my friends too much about their values and what they find important. I don't, I don't think it really changes. Maybe they give me more insight, you know, because they're both so intelligent and successful. Mm. I think that has helped me kind of differentiate my values. You know, one of my moms is really into spiritualness and the whole crystal thing. And I've kind of taken after that. I'm wearing my crystal necklace right now. Very nice. Um, So yeah, they, they definitely guide me, but I don't think it I don't know if it would be different if I had a, like a male authoritative figure mm-hmm. because I've never had one. And have you had any issues with the fact that you do have two moms mm-hmm. as far as, you know, your community is concerned? I never have. No, that's great. No, I haven't. And I, yeah, I've been so privileged and blessed because of that. I mean, I can't speak for Brandon and Jody. Maybe they've had different experiences, but especially with where we're located in Long Beach and what time we live in now it's everybody's just so supportive and even if they're not supportive they've never you know said it to my face <laughs> or I've never recognized that they weren't supportive I'm sure my parents have recognized unsupportiveness but in my mind everybody's been you know they've treated me no differently no it's it's so amazing we uh, again Dina and I grew up in a different generation in a different time right and so the idea of having two moms and I went to Catholic school like Mm-hmm. That was so unheard of. Of course, there were lesbian couples and families that existed. It just wasn't mm-hmm. in my periphery or my um, amongst my family or friends. And so the fact that you can be sitting here today and it be normal, considered normal with no 
that it's just, it is what it is, is an amazing thing to, I think, be, for you to be able to experience, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And yet you don't know any different. And I love that right. too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here a bit in awe, to be honest with you, because you are growing up so differently and it's, it's just so interesting to me how, you know, I've known your moms for a very much longer than I've, you've been around (laughs) and (laughs) I just really appreciate you, Emma. I, I have a huge appreciation for where you're coming from and your understanding of yourself. And the fact that you said that you've had this extra time during quarantine, you know, being locked up, it would be very easy to get lost in, you know, feeling sorry for yourself or, you know, just sort of junk food for the head, which I'm, we've all done it, right? Just sat, sit there and watch TV or play on our phones or mm-hmm. anything other than thinking about life and our passions and our values. You said that, you know, one of your moms is pretty spiritual and she's into crystals and she's into that. And one of the things like Samaya just said, she grew up going to Catholic school. I went to Catholic school for a while as well. And what kind of spirituality did you have? Uh, we talk a lot of, a, a lot of grownups that we talk to have had to adjust their upbringing because it was a bit rigid. And so I'm curious how you feel the spiritual side of things in your household. Does that impact your values at all? Or does it create any values for you? Uh, I mean, I consider a value also like staying grounded and staying you know like present not worrying about the the future the past even though I am guilty of it but I think that kind of comes in touch with spirituality you know we've never been religious because both of my parents were brought up that way and they decided that wasn't really how they wanted to bring us up I mean obviously created differences between kids that like at my school not at my school like I've never been to church so that's it's definitely different than other kids but I mean, spirituality, it's, it's in our house. And it, I think the way my mom has taught it to me, and it's in a very positive way. And she loves the positive kind of spiritualness, not necessarily negative at all, really. It is a little scary at times, I would say, because she'll, she'll be like, oh, there's a spirit upstairs, because we get a little like, we get some cracking, like right outside my door in, um, in like a, a storage space. And every time it cracks, she'll be like, oh, somebody's upstairs. And that's a little creepy. Uh, that's, that kind of, it concerns me a little bit, but. Or it could I just think, be the house settling. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, um, but she's, I mean, she teaches like such positiveness and not, not any bad spirits or at least she doesn't expose it to us at all. So I would definitely, I, I wouldn't change the way she taught it to me. Just a couple of things you're saying, just highlighting on staying in the moment and being present, right? Um, leading with like love and positivity. Those are mm-hmm. such good qualities to have it, especially at a young age, because then you can move forward in life and continue to have those things, right? How did you come upon like when quarantine hit, what made you decide to just sort of do some self-exploration? What made you think, let me just take advantage of this moment and try and figure some things out? Yeah, well, the first few months, definitely I was not doing that at all. I was sitting in bed, eating hot Cheetos, just watching TV. I, I didn't do anything else. I sat in bed all day, every day. But then kind of, uh, I want to say May rolled around and I was like, okay, this isn't ending anytime soon. And I, I want to make myself better. And I felt like sitting in bed was not 
it really wasn't good for me at all. So I, at first I actually decided to start exercising, which I'd never done before. I'd never, I mean, I was in dance class, but that was it. And I started running and getting up and it actually, it made me feel so much more healthy and I ate, I ate better. And with college coming up, I wanted to find myself and not kind of get into this college and spend a ton of money and then realize, oh, I don't like this at all. Like, I hate what I'm doing. I'm gonna, I gotta get out of here. So, and I think it was so important because now I know what I want to do and I'm finding the right college for me. It's obviously hard because I can't visit campuses right now, but, and I was so, I think I got lost last year in sophomore year, freshman year, because I had no time. I just didn't have any time on my hands. And I, I made it a goal over the summer too, to kind of spend time on myself and figure out who I am. And I think that was, it was really good for me. Do you do any writing or journaling? I don't. I would, I, I tried to, it, it, yeah. Just curious. Just curious. Yeah. I set, I set goals for myself though. In the beginning of the year I did. I've been inconsistent, but I've, I set them <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm working. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that we talk about on this podcast is our values or goals, all those kinds of things are sort of like the North star. And you know, the North star is used in navigation and you never actually get there. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's pointing you in the direction that you want to go. You have a goal. That's the direction you want to go. And, you know, I hope you don't beat yourself up if you don't attain the goals, but just even moving in that direction. And sometimes what happens is when we're on one path, right? It's like, oh, wait, here's this other great path. And I want to go explore that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think it's great to, to set goals. and, And I hope that you're easy on yourself. You said, you know, you haven't quite gotten there yet, but I wouldn't worry about that too. I haven't quite gotten there yet. either. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Yeah. This month was definitely, um, or this month and last month, I, I strayed away from it, but it, I like, I haven't really discouraged myself. I've been like, okay, well, I still have over half a year so I can get back on track and I'm starting again. It's working. Like I have a little less time on my hands, but I'm, I'm managing it. Because I think after, you know, being on break for even just a week, it kind of threw me off, I want to say. But I'm ready to get back. I wasn't ready quite yet, but now I'm ready to get back on track. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so curious to know again, like, where does the idea of goal setting come in for you? Like, how did you learn that skill? My mom's, both of them, carry journals in every morning. She has thing that sh- things that she sticks to. So does Lauralee. She's so hardworking. And I mean, like, I've never recognized them, you know, straying away from anything or procrastinating even, which is a big thing for me. <laughs> but they always talk about, like, their big projects and stuff. And it it's a big goal that they set. And they did it. So I, I learned it from my parents, definitely. Procrastination is a value for me. So... Um... <laughs> really my motto is why do today what you can put off till tomorrow? <laughs> I know it drove your mom Kari crazy when we used to hang out a lot more, but. So as you can see from us as adults, we have a hard time being mature. Like in some level, you're more mature than us, you know? And, and, seriously. And, uh, yeah, seriously. And then it's interesting to, to learn from your perspective. Like, how can we be more mature? How can we, like, you know, in a lot of ways, I think I admire that in you because I don't remember being 16 and, and setting goals. Like, again, I don't even really thought it, I 
and think about goals. And obviously as 45, I do now, but like, this just puts you on such a better path. If you have so much direction, like so much focus, I could see going all kinds of places. It's amazing. Yeah. And again, it was, it was like this past year, like, even though I lost a year, I lost an entire like year and a half of high school, but in other ways, no other kid got to take that kind of time off, you know, like you get three months, three months or less of summer and that's all you had. And then you went into the next school or you went into college or maybe you had a gap year and that was kind of like what we had, but like nobody really has that kind of time to process like I did. And I, I mean, it's so easy to not, to not take that seriously or take this time to do good for yourself. It's easy to fall into a hole and, you know, kind of delve on how, oh, this is an entire year of my life wasted. I'll never get this year back. And, you know, all that. But if you think like, if you think positively, like my mom and all of us do, this year was such a blessing because we got, I had time to think and time to decide. It sort of sounds to me like, so I spent my high school years, my only goals were in track, right? I had, mm-hmm. I had certain things running that I had, but other than that, I had none. And, and the rest of my time was either, you know, studying. Well, I guess I had a goal of getting into school too, of, of going to college. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I wanted to go to UCLA. The school counselor told me I'd never get in. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, <laughs> I'm terrible. like, I, I did, <laughs> you know, so I had those, so it was, but it was, it was not anything specific. What happened was when I went to college, that's where I did my Mm self-exploration. So it does sound like this year was a real gift for you. You could have sat in bed Mm -hmm. eating hot Cheetos for the last 14 months instead of just a couple of months, right? It's such an advantage for you. Mm -hmm. I wasted my time in college and my poor mom paid for it. It wasn't as expensive back then, but you know, and I had a scholarship, but didn't pay for everything. And Lord knows when I had to pay for my own graduate school, <laughs> I certainly went to class a lot more, but that's where I did my self-exploration and, and I took the time, whether it was healthy or not to figure out who I was. And I don't think I was particularly successful. So yay you for <laughs> at least knowing today where you want to go tomorrow. That's fantastic. Yeah, and I mean, it could change too. You know, nothing is set in stone for me just quite yet. Right. Um, it sounds like for you, quarantine was life-changing in, in many yeah. ways. Um, yeah. And I, I definitely, there were times where I was like, God, I'll never get this year of high school back. It was my sophomore and junior year and possibly my senior. And like, this never happens to other kids. I didn't get to go to junior prom. I didn't get to go to this and this and this. But I mean, and so many kids I know thought like that too. And having that time and realizing how bad of a place it puts you in thinking that way, it made me feel like, okay, that, that's not, that's not necessary. So it's better to think about the positive. Yeah. And just going back for a minute to, to goals, cause I can't get off of that. I'm, I'm thinking it's, it's so nice to have a plan, right? Because I have a career now. I have, I went back to graduate school when I was 29 and I became a social worker got my master's degree. And yet still every single thing that I've ever done career-wise has been just falling into this particular thing. I've happened to be successful, but not because I ever set myself up for it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I love that your future thinking, I love that you have a passion 
And I, I just have a huge admiration for that. And I agree with Samaya that I think it will take you far. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, as Dr. Seuss says in his <laughs> book, Oh, the Places You'll Go, you will <laughs> mm -hmm. find yourself in a, in a slump. And um, unslumping yourself is not easily done. But with the positive attitude and, and what you've learned through your moms, I think, you know, I mean, God, what just, that's just uh, enviable. Not that I ever want to go back and do high school over again. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> How do your values play into your relationships with your friends? And I believe you have a boyfriend. And what, what is that like? Uh, they definitely intersect sometimes. You know, being in any kind of extracurricular is very time consuming, especially this one where I have eight hour rehearsals and wow. weeks of tech. That's like every single night I'm out of the house. It's hard to get really time with my family and my friends and, you know, just anybody that's not in theater. But again, this year with the halt on it and everything, I've had time with my family and I discovered I really like them. Oh, that's good. I was just going <laughs> to ask. <laughs> you know, like as a kid, I was like, oh my gosh, my siblings, like they're the worst. Mm -hmm. um, and then my parents were like, oh, you, you guys are going to be so close when you're older. And I was like, that's never going to happen. Mm. <laughs> but you're, like, you're saying I it's am. possible yeah like here I mean here I am I love my sister I love my brother mm. I mean of course I mess with them that's like my main thing right now I love messing with them but it's in a loving way so mm. and like recognizing that they're my friends too which they were just always like my annoying family but now like they're my friends my moms are my friends too so then your relationship has really shifted and changed your sibling relationship, even your relationship with your, your moms. Yeah. I mean, there's still hard times mm -hmm. where it like, it's rough, but I mean, you forgive, you forget, you know, yeah. all that. And like, they're still my family. They're all I've got, you know? I can't help but wonder quarantine being in the quarantine helps us to, to reflect on what is important in our lives and what values should, what mean the most to us. And I think what you're saying is, and which I think a lot of other people have come to realize is that family and friends are one of the probably the most important things in our lives. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to start thinking that what's important are all those external things, you know, theater or work or the extracurricular activities that we involve ourselves in. And it's not until we don't have those that we can gain some, we're no longer take, we don't take the, the things that we have every day for granted as much, right? Because it's easy to take our family for granted because they're always there. Yeah. And our close friends, they're, they're there. It's like, okay, I'm going to go off and do these things and kind of ignore them or not spend time with them or not nurture those relationships. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to know that you can come back to it and that they do have an importance in your life. Well, Emma, I know you're kind of young to answer this question, but I'm going to ask you anyway. At 16, you may not have enough experience to be able to fully answer it or to know that this really is true for you. But what would you say is your secret to maintaining your values? What is your secret? Oh, gosh. Um, I guess holding myself accountable. You know, not this is I don't know if this is off topic or not, but, you know, not blaming others for things that I am in charge of. So if I'm like, oh, I haven't spent like time with my family, I, I'm not going to be like, oh, that's because they're not, they're never home or because, oh, I'm, I'm just so busy school or like theater. It's, it's up to me, you know, and I, like I can make time 
just reflecting, even if I forget, if I forget for a while, you know, I, I have my whole life ahead of me and I'll remember at some point, you know, so I think I, I guess holding myself accountable, I would, I would say. That's very refreshing. Um, taking, taking responsibility. I really appreciate you sharing that with us. I also just wanted to mention, because I'm thinking about it, that I think you didn't name these as values, but I think it's a, it's very clear that they are values for you. And that would be connection because mm-hmm. you have, you know, the connectedness you have with your family, the connectedness you have with your friends, and even the type of uh, extracurriculars you do, which is connecting with yourself in a way that brings yeah. out a different part of you, right. To be able to act yeah. or to sing. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Connection to self and others, right. Connection to yourself, connection to your family, mm-hmm. to your friends, right. That's an integral part to, to who you are at, at this stage. Even, even at 16, you recognize how important that is for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But another one that you just hit uh, that you also just reflected on well is taking responsibility, right. So taking a look at yourself when you, and sort of reflecting, is this consistent with my goals or my values? Am I kind of mm-hmm. on the right page? Or um, I think being able to do that, I think helps to sort of keep you on track too. Yeah, definitely. Well, Emma, thank you again for being on our show. And yeah, thank, thank you for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate your, your candidness and your thoughtfulness, really. Uh, you know, I really appreciate it. So you're, you're so insightful and just very, you're very present and in the moment and very genuine. And I appreciate that. It's an, yeah. Those are amazing Thank qualities you. to have. Yeah. yeah. And what I'd Thank like you. to do is in five years, <laughs> have you come back <laughs> and we're going to interview you and see where things are. Yes. Sounds oh like my a God, plan. that'd be so awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We'll let you go, Emma. Thank you so much. I really appreciate All right. it. All right. Thank have you a great so afternoon. Much for having me. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. Wow. Yeah. Right. right? I, I mean, I've worked with kids on and off for years as a social worker. Right. And so seeing very varying levels of kids at all different ages, different developmental stages, also having my own kids, right. To see a 16 year old with so much maturity and so much grace and just so much insight is very, God, it's very encouraging, you know, Mm -hmm. to me and to know that we're going to be okay. Society is going to continue to function and hopefully be better than what it is today because of kids like her. It was hard for me to sometimes ask questions because I really was holding her in a space of awe, just hearing what Mm. she was saying, things that have taken me 50 years to discover. You know, she's 16 years old and that's just going to serve her so well as she moves into the world and gets out of the house and, you know, into college and is challenged in, in other ways. I mean, it just feels like she has a very solid core. Yeah, she does. It's amazing. I don't, I really don't see that too often, especially in her age, but it, again, as being 45, it's very encouraging. Right. And also motivating for me to be like, if she can do this, like I can do this. Like, I mean, <laughs> like if she's so young and it just has the ability to be able to think so far ahead, right? Like that we are, we're all going to be okay because if we're raising a generation like her, everything's going to be okay. She shifted that. What she did was she was feeling depressed, right? Just sounded mm-hmm. like, like we all felt that, right? Shock, just upset. Oh, and she sure, felt yeah. depressed and she stopped and she reflected and she's like, I'm not going to do this. She made a conscious choice 
to not be depressed, to not feel sorry for herself, to be, to take it as an opportunity to learn about herself. And that is just, that's amazing. And it sounds like we also got to give a lot of credit to her moms. They're pretty mm-hmm. awesome. They modeled for her how to be, you know, the fact that they, they set goals, they modeled that for her, right? They model positivity. Right. So all mm-hmm. these things that encompass her at such a young age, it's being taught to her by her parents. You know, I, I can <laughs> tell you, I didn't have that same experience. You know? <laughs> Samaya, thank you so much for um, co-hosting with me. I have such, I mean, just thank you. Super fun. I had a great time. And for our listeners out there, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on the Wellness Pie Shop. Bye. Bye.